Joe Biden predicts election victories for the Democrats in 2022. New York City votes to allow non-citizen voting, plus the woke NFL donates money to the defund the police movement. All that and more, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with Joe Biden and his 2022 prediction. Maybe we should call it his Christmas wish list or his hope beyond hope list. Because despite everything that is going wrong with this country and his cratering job performance numbers, Biden is predicting victory in 2022 for the Democrats. Here's the story. President Joe Biden sees everything going the way of the Democrats ahead of the 2022 midterm elections, ignoring rampant inflation, the crisis on the southern border, and the ongoing coronavirus pandemic to claim early victory on Tuesday night. Biden made his brave prediction during a 10-minute speech to 400 Democrat National Party DNC officials, senior staffers, labor leaders, and assorted dignitaries who gathered outdoors at the Washington Hotel for their annual Christmas party. Now, maybe Biden has gone completely delusional because if you read this speech, it has no basis in reality, none. As an example, he began his remarks by thanking Nancy Pelosi and saying that she just may be the best House Speaker we've ever had. Are you kidding me? Pelosi is the poster child for the out of touch liberal elite. Here's more. Biden began his address by backing the $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure investment and thanking his wealthy donors before turning his attention to Democrats' struggle to pass federal voting rights legislation. The right to vote is under unrelenting assault by Republican governors, attorney generals, secretaries of state, state legislators. They're following my predecessor deep into the abyss, Biden said laying the blame firmly at the feet of the Republicans, even as the country continues to drift from crisis to crisis. Isn't it interesting that the media claim that Biden would be this great uniter, and yet he never misses an opportunity to divide. He constantly perpetuates this us versus them mentality. And as far as this unrelenting assault on voting rights, Biden and the left continue to ignore the fact that everyone wants voting reform in the form that the Republicans are pushing. Voter ID is supported by everyone. Well, everyone except Biden and the progressive left. The Democrats call voter ID racist, yet the vast majority of every single ethnic and racial group supports it. But the Democrats scream racism anyway, and Biden continued to hammer on this issue. The struggle is no longer just who gets to vote or make it easy for eligible people to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote, whether your vote counts at all. It's a sinister combination of voter suppression and election subversion. It's un-American, it's undemocratic, it's unpatriotic, and sadly, it is not unprecedented now. The president also predicted Democrats would keep their majority in next year's election, declaring, now we look at 2022. I wanna tell my Republican friends, get ready, pal. You're in for a problem. He repeated himself a short while later. Let me say this again for the press. We're going to win in 2022. Get ready, pal. You know, I'm just dying for him to use the lying dog face pony soldier line again. 
But as Biden predicts victory for 2022, we have inflation not seen in decades, rising gas prices, a massive border crisis, socialist spending programs, and a Democrat party that supports defunding the police, critical race theory, and division rather than unity. I think Biden is more than thankful that he won't be on the 2022 ballot, but a lot of Democrats are going to pay the price for his complete lack of leadership. All right, next let's talk about the push for non-citizen voting. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search out my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Next, we have the New York City Council, which recently voted to allow non-citizens to vote in local elections. Non-citizens. In this constitutional republic, our vote is the most precious and powerful tool we have. Only American citizens should be voting in American elections. Sure, we have work visas and green cards and permanent residence status and all sorts of other categories that allow people to live and work in the United States. That's great legally be here, enjoy America, but there are certain things that should be reserved for Americans only. And one of those is the right to vote in American elections. It's pretty straightforward. It's common sense. Here's South Texas congressional candidate Maya Flores talking about this issue on Fox News. It's a horrible idea. You know, as a legal immigrant myself that became an American citizen, this is, um, you know, I just believe that being an American citizen is a privilege, is a is a blessing that only Americans should be able to vote in this country. In Mexico, where I'm from, you have to have a voter ID and you must be a citizen of Mexico to vote. Why would it be any different here? I love that point at the end of the clip. Mexico has tougher immigration laws and voting laws than the U.S. And yet those on the left continue to dilute what it means to be an American. If you can just come across an open border, if you are not encouraged to learn English, if you are identified and separated by race, if you are told that America is systemically racist, if you can vote without being a citizen, then the whole concept of being an American loses its significance. That's exactly what the left wants. Here's more. Bigger picture here, Meyer. Isn't this just a way for Democrats to really pump their voter rolls? And even though you can't vote in the state and national elections, this is putting a ton of Democrats to make sure, like you just mentioned, that the local policies are Democrat in nature for from here to eternity. Great question and comments. This is certainly a way to pump up voter rolls with what Democrats hope will be Democrat voters. And so much is done at the local level in local government. The last thing we want to do is turn control over to the Democrats in city council and school board races. Here's Flores. The local elections are just as important. Here in South Texas, I got involved in mayor elections and I realized, you know, the difference between, you know, having the wrong mayor and the right person for the job. And I saw how important these local elections are. And absolutely, this decision should only be made by American citizens. And we must uh, preserve the value of being an American citizen. Like I said, it's a true blessing to be an American citizen and only Americans should be able to vote in this country from the top to the bottom ticket. Great comments. And here's just one additional note that they didn't mention. Yes, it's true we don't want Democrats winning at the local level because of this non-citizen voting. But here's the thing, it doesn't just affect the local level. Many of these politicians 
who run for school boards or city councils then run for state representative or state senator or higher offices in the county. That's how it works. So by flooding the local offices with Democrats, the left is creating a wave of experienced, recognized office holders who will eventually run for something higher. It's really a simple concept. Voting in America at any level should be for American citizens only. All right, so next, the woke NFL continues to funnel money from its social justice initiatives to organizations that advocate defunding the police. As crime is rising in left-wing cities, in part due to the defund the police movement, the NFL says, hey, we don't care. It's all about being woke and embracing people like Colin Kaepernick. Rising assaults, looting, vandalism. Hey, that's not our problem. It's just pathetic, folks. And here's the story. The National Football League's Inspire Change partners, which receive financial backing from the multi-billion dollar league, include multiple groups that have openly advocated for defunding the police, a Fox News digital review of the program found. Groups who have received funds as part of Inspire Change, the NFL's social justice initiative, include the Vera Institute of Justice, the Oregon Justice Resource Center, and the Community Justice Exchange. All three of those groups support defunding or abolishing the police, a review of their public statements shows. Amazing. It seems like every other day there's some kind of scandal in the NFL with a player breaking the law committing serious violence, and at the same time, the NFL is helping promote groups who advocate lawlessness. It makes no sense, but when corporations, and the NFL is a multi-billion dollar corporation, when corporations get woke, then the only thing that matters is if they can be seen in a good light by the radical left. Here's more. The Community Justice Exchange, which didn't provide a comment by press time, aims to get rid of not only policing and prisons, but also immigration enforcement, according to its public statements. The group also runs the National Bail Fund Network, whose chapters include the Minnesota Freedom Fund, a group that gained notoriety for bailing out rioters and alleged domestic abusers, among others, during the summer 2020 riots. Vice President Kamala Harris was among the high-profile figures who promoted the Minnesota Freedom Fund last year. Well, that's just a great organization for NFL donations. Give me a break, but that's just the tip of the iceberg. As noted earlier, another recipient of funds is the Oregon Justice Resource Center, or OJRC. The brutality of law enforcement and cruelty of our prisons are connected by the same malignant tumor, white supremacy, the OJRC tweeted in June 2020. We must dismantle, defund it all. In August, when Portland's mayor called for restoring previously slashed police funding amid a crime spike, the OJRC criticized the move. These are just a few of the groups. There are dozens more, and as we keep funding the NFL, the NFL will keep funding left-wing causes. All right, next, since I'll be out on Friday, I want to give you a little sample of the lameness of the left. Not a full relaxed brain segment, because that's a Friday staple, but I just have to point out Kamala Harris, who had another cringeworthy performance in public, this time while showing how to charge up an electric car. There we are. That's it. And there's no sound or fume. There, there is nothing. Yes. Yeah. And that's so all there is all to it. So for all of us it. who are used to, to we... filling our tank, we, we, you usually can smell it and, and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. Right. 
Every time she is sent out to do something, it turns awkward. I mean, what was she doing with the handle? It's like she kept squeezing it. Did she think she had to pump electricity? It was just so lame. Fox News's Pete Hegseth had some very entertaining analysis of Harris pumping electricity. You know, in college, when I, I played college basketball, and I actually really sat on the bench, uh, and about three <laughs> years in, I finally went to my coach, John Thompson. I said, Coach, why don't you play me? And he said, Pete, if you were a good player, if you were better, I would play you. Okay? This is, this is an example of she's just... It's true. It's true. This is an example of she's just not good at her job. And these news reports keep coming out that she doesn't prepare very well. She doesn't read the briefing books. You put her out to sell something, and suddenly she unsells it and makes herself the story and then awkwardly laughs. She's just not good at her job. That pretty much sums it up. But you know what? Joe Biden isn't good at his job either. It's like they are in a competition to see who will be worse. And right now, as bad as Joe Biden is, Harris is averaging about 10 points lower on approval ratings than her boss. That's not good, but hey, if you ever need anyone to pump electricity for you, that just cracks me up. So since Harris is from California, let's wrap up with a few headlines from the Babylon Bee that focus on the West Coast. Beto surges to the lead for governor of Texas in poll of Californians. I love that. The left continues to love Robert Francis, even though he keeps losing. And then how about California governor Gavin Newsom? California institutes mask mandate to flatten the horizontal line. Ah, the Babylon Bee. They could seriously run their entire publication by simply focusing on California. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our next show is going to be Monday evening at the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Central. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.